are entering I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two well into their mid-40s curmudgeons, <laughs> well. staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Mr. Bill William Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, an illegal organ harvesting front. <laughs> and I am joined, as always, by my intrepid co-host. I am Noah Tarno, founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing. The trivia game show spectacular, perfectly legal. We have insurance and everything. And the, here's the thing. A lot of people wouldn't know that Noah is actually my biggest client. He's looking for livers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I I need lipids. I need I need a new uh, I need a new pancreas. Apparently. Speaking of liver damage, Noah, we <laughs> have a corrosive uh, dietetic substance to discuss this week. Yeah, we're, uh, we, we're back on the food slash drink topic, aren't we? Yeah, we, we've yeah, actually, met a lot. Like we just well, we just did La Croix a few weeks ago. Yeah. And then, uh, didn't we have something right before that that was food or drink? Oh, we had bubble tea not long ago. Also, yeah, uh, yeah as, as worth noting, this is a little pulling the curtain away a little bit, too. Sometimes it's difficult uh, with our thousands and thousands of miles distance between us. Right. Yeah, to, to look at something online as a phenomenon is one thing, but to actually go out in the world and experience it is another. Uh, just because trends, as much as they're being transmitted throughout the Western world, don't reach the same place at the same time. So uh, our topic this week is the concept, is the very idea, the semiotic principle of pumpkin spice pumpkin spice pumpkin spice but the reason why I'm, I'm prefacing this is by saying that believe it or not in in western europe it hasn't necessarily pervaded as deeply as as it, it certainly has back in america i'm positive of that i mean we'll get into this a little more uh when we talk about our individual experiences but just to go through really quickly like i said we are talking about a food product primarily but this does dip into a number of different disciplines so pumpkin spice is a seasonal flavor and also a scent, alluding to what we may yes. in fact discuss. It's also a fragrance if you think about it. Now, it tends to appear around fall in a number of different commercial venues, but typically we're discussing sweet things like pastries, ice cream, stuff like that, and mostly coffee. This this is a beverage-related thing, which is, that's why Noah said we're, we're hitting the food and beverage tip hard. In this case, mm -hmm. it's a coffee deal. Contrary to what you might think, and you've already figured this out, it is really less a pumpkin-based flavor, although there has been the addition of actual pumpkin. This is kind of just a combination of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, right. and clove. Right. It's sometimes called pumpkin pie spice. Right. Which right. seems more accurate to me because I don't think a lot of people intended it to be pumpkin flavor. It's more like the flavors you associate with pumpkin when you eat pumpkin, yeah. which for most people is in pumpkin pie. Right, right. And right. that's I, like, Yeah, there's, there's a bit of a... It's almost like two different things people lump into the name pumpkin spice yeah, i mean it's like i was talking about this with my wife and she was like saying Do, does pumpkin pie even taste like pumpkin i'm like well i guess technically if you think about it yes even though you're mostly eating a mouthful of clove and cinnamon nutmeg etc etc but this has gone crazy right so it, it, it popped up a few years back as a seasonal novelty my research said that it kind of like 1995 was one of those fracture points <laughs> in the earth timeline of, of yes, earth, the, the of time earth, space continuum of earth three that we live on yeah uh and the that's evil kinda, earth so um, since 95, and we're talking, so when we discuss this, we're talking about a post-95 thing, a conception, which has reliably been a candle scent, coffee flavoring, air freshener, and, and of other weird things, a, a recently minted a spam additive, a spam yes. flavor. This is just among hundreds of other cheap and poorly 
conceived applications of this concept. The prime mover we're going to be discussing today, though, for me and Noah, is going to be the coffee flavor. Uh, in my case, it was from Starbucks. I'm assuming in Noah's case, it was also Starbucks. But he no. no, no, okay. I went to I went to Pete's. Pete's. Because believe it or not, how crazy is this? I have a 20 minute walk from my apartment to my office, and there was no Starbucks on that route. There used to be one, uh-huh. and it closed. Wow. And so and I went one Pete's. block out of my way to Pete's. Right. Pete's is a uh, Seattle thing, right? You know, I don't know. I, no, yeah. I think Pete's was founded here in the oh, Bay Area. Okay. There is – I don't think there's Pete's in New York, but I've been to a Pete's in Boston. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Starbucks and I was going to talk about uh, Pete's. But more or less, that, that was our common ground here. In August 2015 in particular, Starbucks actually altered – they amended their recipe to put pumpkin in it, I guess just to sort of have bragging rights or to somehow pass some purity test. And they removed artificial colors because people groused about that. The ingredients announced that year included pumpkin pie-flavored cereal. Which was sugar, condensed skim milk, pumpkin puree, coloring, and preservatives. All the great stuff you want to put in. Why don't you just eat a tumor, eat cancer, oh, come just on. You know, do whatever you want. There was the funniest. I went to bed last night, and it was the funniest photo. I just blinked into my um, iMessage. It was Noah. It was just a picture of Noah dumping coffee into a drain. Yes. No, no explanation yeah, necessary. And I think yeah. it, it told me yeah. what I need to know. I, I think I know. The funny thing is, I really, I really forced myself to drink that, and I kept going beyond when I'm like, "This is disgusting." And somehow I kept drinking, kept drinking, and I got a small. And I kept drinking, kept drinking, kept drinking. And then, like, when I poured it out, it was still, like, two-thirds full somehow. Like, I think it was re- it was regenerating. It was Zeno's uh, latte. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see 95. I saw that Starbucks introduced it in 2003. And it definitely, you know, caught fire in that decade. And this year, of course, people are complaining because, you know, it's a seasonal thing. But they, they introduce it, like Halloween, like Christmas. They introduce it earlier and earlier. And apparently, you sent me this USA Today article, more about that anon. But um, they're complaining that the Starbucks introduced it again in August this year, the earliest ever, which is especially ironic considering how fall is starting later weather-wise. Like, we were talking about this last week. You're like, I don't know. It's still 90 degrees. <laughs> like, it really doesn't feel like <laughs> fall yet. And it's funny. It was 90 degrees here in San Francisco on uh, Wednesday. I don't know. I mean, you want to know what I think of this stuff? I do. It's very much. I'm paying well, you for this. I need to hear it. Yeah, right. I poured it out. I don't like it at all. There was no way I was going to like it because I don't like flavored coffee at all. I like plain coffee, usually black. I'll take a little milk in it. I got a sweet tooth, and I don't even like sugar in my coffee. But you do do like coffee, though. I love coffee. Okay. Uh, But I need coffee. I love coffee, but, like, I don't like, you know, I love sugar. I love chocolate, but those things don't go with my coffee, right? It's just coffee for me. Maybe a little milk to, like, just lighten it a bit, but that's it. And also, I don't like pumpkin anything. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like any pie. Anything with pumpkin in it, I'm, I'm not interested Right? Just, just I don't care. I was never going to like this. The phenomenon, uh, I mean, I guess this is getting into why we think it's popular. You know, one of, one of the things people talk about, one of the broader trends in American culture over the last 20 years is arrested development. Adolescence and even childhood continue into adulthood. People talk about that with fashion a lot. How 50 years ago, a grown man would never be seen in public in a t-shirt and shorts. But nowadays, you know, trust me, I was just in Las Vegas. You see that shit. How people still seem to be embracing what used to be the hallmarks of childhood well into their adulthood. And I think part of that is seen in cuisine that people still like sweet stuff, kid stuff. And a lot of it is people, you know, this is how Jamba Juice and Starbucks, yes, still sell basically milkshakes to adults, but rebranding them as adult fodder. And I think this is a variant of that in that, you know, all the flavoring nutmeg and cinnamon and all that are just redolent of sweetness of candy. And so people will still like it, it, it's the pumpkin spice spice flavoring is a way to um, give that the imprimatur of adulthood. 
while still being the fun, sweet thing that used to at least be associated with childhood. So, but I'm getting into the next topic here. Why is it popular for the topic now? What do I think about it? I just, I have no use in terms of what I think about it. And I said before, there are really two topics here. There's pumpkin spice. What do I think about it? I don't care done. But there's the backlash against pumpkin spice. There's this USA Today article, enough is enough. For the respect of food, we need to draw the line with pumpkin spice. People are so angry about pumpkin spice. So like, it's fine for coffee. It's fine for baked goods. But come on, cereal? Spam? Like, that pisses me off. Because who gives a shit? Like, why are you angry about this? Even spam, like, well, people glaze meat all the time. So who cares if they put pumpkin spice in spam? Why is that so bad? Look, it's not like spam could get any worse than it already is, so who cares? And then, of course, the backlash leads to a back-backlash where, like, it becomes memefied and everyone's talking about pumpkin spice and the spam people know they're going to get press and attention if they make pumpkin spice spam, so they make pumpkin spice spam. Then more people hate that than someone else makes a pumpkin spice candle and more people hate that and someone else makes pumpkin spice you know, uh, insulin and people hate that and someone else makes pumpkin spice heroin and it goes on and on and on till everyone in the world is memefied and everyone hates everyone else and won't admit that they really love it. I'm spinning into a blue. Wow, friend. you really got there. I have no use for pumpkin spice, but I don't care. It is barely a ripple in my life. But the backlash I think is problematic. I should preface my thing by saying that I, I, I don't drink coffee. I don't mind the flavor of coffee in other forms, like um, tiramisu, for instance, ice cream. But the beverage itself, I only drink socially if someone, in, like if someone nominally says, hey, you want to go out for a coffee? And that's what they have. They don't have tea. I will drink a coffee. I, I don't need caffeine. And again, the flavor of coffee, I can't tell the difference between one blender and another. Least of all, Starbucks, which I would I would consider closer to high C or fucking Hawaiian punch <laughs> over actual coffee. Do they That's still ridiculous. make high C? I'm sure they do. How could they not? It's uh, an American classic. I got the uh, pumpkin spice frappuccino. See, this is, I actually kind of fucked up here because I saw, I was trying to find examples of pumpkin spice in Amsterdam. And it's not really a thing here. They don't really go that way. That is, it, it is a specifically, I think, North American phenomenon. Not that it exists, but the, the level of proliferation. So I was right. more or less limited to, you know, United States import uh, Starbucks, which is pushing on, you know, sandwich boards outside. So I went to the Leidzestraat branch of Starbucks and got myself a Frappuccino. Now, not knowing what coffee is, I thought I was getting myself, you know, a hot glass of coffee. This was a plastic tumbler of slush. This was essentially a coffee Slurpee. Why, what's, why did you... See, I don't like iced coffee. Well, I didn't why did know. you I, ask for a hot coffee? Well, I, I just asked for the thing. I think, what the fuck is a Frappuccino? I thought it was a coffee with like a creamy layer on top. I did. I had no idea, no reason to You suspect. don't know what a Frappuccino is? I have no idea what a Frappuccino is. It's a, it's a, it's a Slurpee. I didn't know that. I had no it idea. It has the word Frappe in it. What does you that mean? That's, what's an old-fashioned word for a milkshake? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, what planet right. are you from, dude? Planet Amsterdam. I, I, it was a, a coffee Slurpee, which I, I don't know if the best form of this would have been a heated beverage or a Slurpee. So when I took the first quaff of this thing, and it was the pureed ice flavor with the bitterness of coffee mixed with that industrial poison perfume and it was really <laughs> jarring like it it doesn't work and yet I, I you know i don't know how much of this they were moving i maybe i ordered the only one all day i was looking at the board there was so many 450 calories man just from like yeah. the middle-sized one yeah That's there's like a lot i read a large uh 
pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks is like almost all your daily recommended allowance of sugar. Oh yes, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think you're sp- the human body is you know only supposed to take in two thousand calories a day. Yeah, this is yeah. almost a quarter of that on one thing. And then I uh, went through the trouble. They said, "Do you want whipped cream on that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want whipped cream." Do you know why? Do you know? <laughs> Do you why? want some fries on that? <laughs> I'll tell you why I said whipped cream. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. That's I'll take why. whipped cream, thank you. Because America, damn it. Because this is America. <laughs> so, America, damn it. If, if English was good enough for Jesus Christ, it's good enough for the United States of America. <laughs> so this was the worst of both worlds uh, joined together. <laughs> um, you know, and, and this this doesn't ever happen. I had two uh, nerve freezes, two brain freezes, like really <laughs> painful ones. I just thought I was a... It's fucked up. Like I was getting, I was getting hit with this. I thought, okay, I got. I was taking it slowly, and I got two. And that's trigeminal nerve pain. Again, that's some of the worst pain the human body can withstand. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, so maybe, maybe I, maybe it flipped me. Maybe it pounded me. But I think I, I gave in to like the basic with a capital B pleasure. Huh. So by the time I was done with it, I was like, it was a creamy milkshake mocha e kind of pumpkin caramel thing and it's like it actually got better as i drank it it's terrible it's horrifying but i think i i think i just gave up i stopped kicking noah i just gave into it and i let it wash over me i let it happen and somehow yeah. in the starbucks i said well i'm never going to do this again but i can't claim that this was an entirely uh, unpleasant experience the reason i made this video it's obviously a little bit inspired by starbucks and i'm not trying to badmouth starbucks or anything but the truth is the pumpkin spice latte, which everyone loves because it's festive and it's cozy and it's fun in fall, it's just bad for you for numerous reasons. Like number one, there's so much sugar. So Bill, I've already gotten at this a little, but why do you think pumpkin spice flavoring, specifically the pumpkin spice coffee flavoring, has has not only, it uh, seems like it's been a fad for a while now. It's had staying power that perhaps a lot of people wouldn't predict. Well, I think it's like wallpaper, you know. It's what I would, I term sort of like a meager fad. It's not a, a big enough sensation that it draws people into lines to get there. But it's, maybe, and maybe this is what you were getting at. You're driving at this point that it's something already in the place that you are. In fact, yeah. Starbucks is already the place that you are in. And this is in that place. And so it winds up being another feature um, not that Starbucks doesn't carry other products. And I was going to say, like, Starbucks does, like, what? don't they do a peppermint uh, overlay for their yeah, coffee? Yeah, they do, they do peppermint, caramel, chocolate, all that. People get apprehensive about the peppermint thing. I know that for sure. They don't, there's not a natural affinity to it. For what, it, for what it's worth, pumpkin and spice and pumpkin pie is a flavor I like. I should go out, at least state up front that that is a pleasant flavor. This isn't like anchovy. You know, this is something that, is very pleasant, I think. Mm, and so anchovy it, latte. It happens somewhere at a test kitchen uh, downtown yeah. in New York. I would say to a lot of people, it's probably not awful. And maybe it being not just fucking god awful is enough for people to keep going in there. And and you, you know, until you said it before, <laughs> the idea of people um, wanting juvenile beverages. Yeah. You're saying like you're, totally. I, and I thought of something better. It's like people want to live inside Thanksgiving come Christmas all year yep. round. And so yep. it's a way of like you get to extend the holiday, this very warm, 
um, endorphin-filled, serotonin-filled holiday all the time. You don't have to wait for it. And that's why there are Christmas stores all over the place year-round, which I think is a fucking ridiculous phenomenon yeah. that most giant malls and outlets have a have a 24-7, 365 Christmas store. Because God forbid you should always go without, you should for a single second go without the ability to buy ornaments or a tree topper. And yeah. I think to a certain degree, but this, we must we must fight the war on Christmas. Yeah, and the it's war only on, it's only available 364 and a half days a year. The war on Thanksgiving that you yeah, get to yeah. just be inside this bubble, um, this this sort of you know sealed membrane of holiday um, serotonin. You know, it's just something that pays you back. It's completely innocuous. The most you can say is that it's it's annoying and it's disgusting. But that would be enough in the consumer culture to get a lot of people to sign on to something really innocuous. And that's why it's right. not really a mystery to me. But what do you think? Well, yeah, I think there's the arrested development thing that people have sought refuge in comforting things. I mean, this is the same reason why nine-tenths of the movies released by Hollywood are based on existing properties or familiar things, right? Yeah, it's the comforting thing of Thanksgiving, of holidays, of, of not, you know, the, the pleasure and the joy you get from the holidays, not denying yourself that. Partly mm-hmm. because life is hard and why not? And also partly because we're spoiled in certain respects. Americans certainly are spoiled in terms of, you know, giving us what we ask for, what we want. You know, and then I think it's it's the memification thing. Oh, isn't this crazy? Let's mock it. Well, the mockery leads to fascination, and that leads to, well, let's make spam and Oreos out of it. That way people will talk about it online, and it'll get us more attention. And no publicity, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So even if people make fun of it, that leads to more people trying it. And the more people try it, half of them like it and come back and use it again. And at least we got good press, even if no one tries it. Blah, 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 blah. It's not yet September, and it's warm till November, but it's here on Tuesday, pumpkin spice latte. Noah, let me ask you, if you think back to your coffee-drinking childhood, (laughs) would you have liked pumpkin spice in any form if it was something taken through the nose, through the taste buds, through the anus, wherever? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> Coffee, pumpkin spice enema. You know what? Now I want to Google. No, I don't want to Google that. <laughs> uh, well, let me just say this quick side story that I think is funny. I went through a brief period of my like preteen years where I liked coffee. My mom would give me decaf. I went to this ice cream cafe in my town. Grunnings, very famous place in South Orange, New Jersey. I ordered decaf and the waitress wouldn't give it to me because I was a kid and I kept going, but it's decaf. And she clearly wasn't very smart. And I think she had like never really thought about why kids don't drink coffee. Mm. And she just kind of assumed coffee had alcohol in it. So she's like, I can't give you that. I'm like, why not? She's like, because you're a kid. I'm like, yeah, but it's not illegal. She's like, no. Anyway. Uh, But but even during that period, and it's funny because I didn't, it was a brief period. And then like my early adulthood, I drank very little coffee. And it was only the last few years I started mainlining it. No, I would never have liked this as a kid because I never, like I said, I never liked pumpkin. I never liked pumpkin pie. I was a picky eater as a child. And I'm still somewhat picky, but nearly as picky as I used to be. But I don't eat pumpkin pie now. I certainly didn't eat it then. So no, I never would have gone. I mean, I don't know. I might have stumbled upon it and liked the cinnamon and all that because I always like cinnamon. But pumpkin, now that scared me. That's too... 
That's too uh, exotic for me to eat. That's way like squash. No way. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I, I don't drink coffee now. I certainly didn't then. But I think even more than that, you know, this is one of those uh, I don't get it light motifs. It would have been far too easy to poke fun uh, at the people who did, just because, like you said, it's so it's so memeable. It's so basic. There's so much bullshit associated with it that as a kid, you know, we can't kind of uh, control ourselves, especially as a young demonic little boy child. There's just, it's so easy to to use that as a cudgel to beat other people with. If you can say, right. oh, my God, we're on this side of a line and you're on the other side of the line, but you're on the wrong side of the line. Jesus, man, it's like you. I wouldn't give a squirt of piss to be in your shoes, Sonny. Yeah, there's no way I would have liked it, even though the reality is if I probably tried it. It would have been a fruity, or not a fruity, but a, a ice creamy type beverage, especially the thing I had yesterday. If you'd given that to me as a kid, I wouldn't have went for it. But if I'd been given it, I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is a, you know, a mouthful of fucking heavy cream, an industrial size, you know, red number nine <laughs> chromium, you know, poison. <laughs> Benzoate phosphate. <laughs> yeah, just something. Yeah. something. The more Zs that are in it uh, and PHs. A lot of people don't know that uh, pumpkin spice was created by the Sackler family. Yes, most people don't. Monsanto owns the trademark on pumpkin spice. Look, it's the middle of October, which across the nation means that we are all looking at this and thinking, I don't know why, but I simply have to drink that. <laughs> yes, it's that special time of year where we voluntarily imbibe pumpkin spice lattes, the coffee that tastes like a candle. This is a big one. Is is uh, the proliferation of pumpkin spice, the backlash against pumpkin spice and all that, a sign of the impending apocalypse? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, w- I was thinking it's like, well, no, pumpkin spice itself is just a, it's just a variation on a, it's a small variation on a theme. I mean, to complain about pumpkin spice as a trend, it's already part of a fragrance and it's already part of a flavor and it's already part of a spam. It's like, as a phenomenon, it's not. But uh, I mean, so many of the things that it's associated with, I was just thinking like, well, are you not going to complain that people, you know, walking into Starbucks, there's this coffee that's fucking 550 calories. And people are just mainlining this shit. Is that not uh, slightly apocalyptic? It's just a hat on a number of other trends, is it not? There's nothing to pumpkin spice in and of itself as a way to get you to buy this incredibly corrosive, diabetic fuel bullshit. And so, uh, I mean, maybe the, the fact that Starbucks is everywhere putting out these, you know, gigantic tumblers of cholesterol that you might as well just like cannulate right into your bloodstream. There's something pretty, you know, catastrophic about that. But I don't think Jeez. that you know, pumpkin spice itself. It's just a hat. Like I said, it's it's a thing. You know, it's another right. signifier along the way. But it doesn't it doesn't fill me with any kind of um, any kind of fire or something like that. I'm gonna say yes to this question for two possible reasons. The first one's very minor, and I I got at before, which is um, I don't know if we keep this trend of rest development, no one's ever gonna grow up. I'm not too well. I am worried about that, but there are bigger issues of that, and that relates me to two. The second reason why I, it's not that pumpkin spice is a sign of the apocalypse. I don't care. The backlash. So let's talk about the backlash. And I want to talk about this USA Today article that you turned me on to that is so fucking obnoxious. Enough is enough. For the respect to food, we need to draw the line with pumpkin spice. Uh, so I'm quoting here. We get it. Pumpkin spice reminds us of things we love most. Weather, weather, changing leaves, hot tea on rainy mornings, cuddling with bay, football season, Thanksgiving Uggs. But enough is enough, folks. And they go on and on to rant about how public, uh, pumpkin spice is bad, but they never say why. And then they say, well, toward the beginning, if there's anything we can agree on, 
It's that pumpkin spice is basic. And man, do I fucking hate that word basic. You know, it comes from basic bitch. And this, I actually think, is a monstrous problem. This is part of this culture we have now. These days, the raison d'etre of the right wing is basically the grievance culture. Things should be the way I like it. Why? Because yeah. that's the way I like it. You should. I don't like Christmas. it, so it's Why? bad. I don't like it, so it's bad. I don't like it, so it's un-American. This writer, uh, Rasha Ali, I'm going to assume is a woman, sorry if, if, if they are not, gives no reason for why it's bad. Just says it's bad. Well, why? Because you don't like it? Fuck you. Basic? You're a bitch? Because first of all, you're a bitch because you like something I don't like? Like, what? get over yourself. Stop being such a snob. And second of all, like, you actually point out what the appeal is. It's that it's comforting. And as I said before, life is hard, whatever. Like, you're really going to deny these people, like, the spice in their coffee? Like, how does that affect you in any way? How does that cause one ripple in your life? But you're calling someone a bitch over that? Oh, my God. That's the height of snobbery. It's the height of egomania. And it's the height of, of, of self-interest selfishness. I mean, it's not the height. The height is literally what right-wingers say. Like, it should be illegal to do stuff I don't like. It should be illegal to, you know, marry someone of your gender. It should be illegal to kneel in front of a flag or to burn a flag. But no, because this stuff really pisses me off. This more and more permeating idea, and part of it is the, the diffusion of media that we could spend our whole entire lives in these bubbles of only hearing opinions that agree with us. You start believing that anything you disagree with is foreign, is a perversion, is evil. So this idea that I don't like pumpkin spice, it is redolent of people who I am not comfortable with, quote unquote, basic bitches, right? Get over yourself. It's, it's unbelievable snobbery. I don't like pumpkin spice either, but you know what? There is no law mandating I have to consume pumpkin spice. I move on because I'm a fucking adult. Grow up. <laughs> I'm David Pumpkins. I know, but like, who are you? I'm David Pumpkins, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, and David Pumpkins is... His own thing. And the skeletons are... Part of it. No, is there any part of pumpkin spice that fills you with envy? No. I literally can't think of it. I mean... Other than the envy I feel for every topic we talk about on the show, which is simply the fact we're talking about it, it's more famous than me, so I'm envious. Uh, but I can't possibly – look, I could still – that's another thing. I can still get the shit I want. It's not like it's pushing out the shit I don't want. I can still get a chocolate milkshake. I can still get regular coffee, right? I will be pissed if like Dunkin' Donuts or Pete's stops selling regular coffee and only, spells, only sells pumpkin spice. But short of that, no, no envy. What about you? Yeah, I don't think you have to live in that horrible universe. We're not we're not anywhere near <laughs> to that. But it's funny. The story you talked about ordering coffee when you were a kid reminded me of something yeah. that I would say was in ninth grade. I remember, I guess, I guess we're 14 years old then. So that's 19, uh, 1989, 1990. I remember some of my colleagues were reporting that they were beginning to drink coffee. And I that was one of the very first things that struck me as a hallmark of maturity, adolescent maturity, I should say. And it threatened me. It threatened me that like, oh my God, I'm I'm behind the curve. These guys, yeah. these 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 van they're at the vanguard of aging and growing up and th because they have this signifier. Now, I'm sure what they were doing was emulating their the adults. Nonetheless, it still counted. It was still something like, Well, I know who drinks coffee. It's adults. That's what you're supposed to graduate to. And I think if I had known that you were drinking coffee, I would have been filled with a little bit of envy of like, oh, the arms race. 
I'm, I'm a few ICBMs behind Noah Tarno in the arms race. Yep. You know, that has more to That's like a fusion of, of what I've liked it as a kid and do I feel any envy. Because as an adult, I, I'm able to be, it doesn't mean anything to me. Coffee always filled this thing that I never got into it. And it wasn't a matter of, I just never picked it up as a, it doesn't taste great to begin with to most people. So you have to continue with it as an acquired taste, as a little bit of an affectation. And I think, now maybe that's bullshit, but that's the way I've always thought about it. So coffee occupies that space with me now as a 44-year-old. That the coffee-drinking universe... Now, I mean, that's pretty much everyone who's ever born from William Shakespeare on to uh, Robert Oppenheimer. Mm. My, my been... dad, 75 years old, claims he thinks he's had coffee twice in his life. Yeah, I believe it. I probably had And he, he, he doesn't need the caffeine. That guy's like... He's, you he's know, wired, guy's... yeah. Yeah. Right, and he said the one time he tried cocaine, it made him tired. <laughs> so, so I think that, that that brings us brings us in to just about the end, and and I right. think we have a, a pretty interesting Felonian scale. Of course, Felonian the Felonian scale, scale yeah. is the spectrum where Jimmy Fallon, who is a tar bog monster, spat out <laughs> from the Stygian abyss on one end. Yes. And on the other is everything great and wonderful uh, yes. on the other end of the spectrum. So yes. with those, those are your two antipodean poles. Uh, on the Felonia scale, Noah, where would you put, how would you compare, I should say, inside of our range of topics, where does pumpkin spice sort uh, of fall? But, you know, we got so many different subtopics here. So in the topic of, like, what I personally feel about pumpkin spice, this is pretty low on the list. It's like, no, it's above Smosh, but I think it's below Billie Eilish. No, it's well below Billie Eilish. But in terms of, like, what it's doing in society, it's absolutely in the middle it's completely neutral and then in terms of a backlash it's like pretty bad it's well below smosh i don't know why i have alighted on smosh today it's it's <laughs> it's a approaching the felonia level i you know what i gotta do before you ask this question every time i gotta like review all the existing topics so i got my points of reference more more readily at the helm you're all right winging it we haven't you haven't yeah. failed once believe me Thank you, so I, thank you. I, I have a perfect analogy. Uh, pumpkin spice is quite literally the minions of beverages. <laughs> minions. I think it's it, better it, than that, yeah. No, I don't think so. It appeals really? to all, but it appeals to so many people, but in reality it's just a yellow capsule-sized bit of anime. Nothing. It bears no flavor. And if you'll, refer, if you'll refer back to our Minions episodes, I did point out that the Minions have non-working anuses and genitalia. Uh, and so that makes me think that uh, pumpkin spice somehow figures into that as well. You get the benefit of all the world at the same time. All right, Bill, so I think that does it. So uh, take us home, my young friend. Uh, yes, young, young friend. Uh, yes, it does, it does take care of it. So look uh, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher for past episodes. And this is the 101st. We didn't make a big deal out of it. But yeah, last, we didn't. This is our 101st episode. We passed over the Cento mark. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we are into a whole new ball game. This is probably— you are, you are in room 101 of our podcast. We have done more podcast episodes than I would say any other show on the Internet. It's kind of amazing. 101 <laughs> takes us over the top. So tweet to us uh, at Noah and Bill Show. Uh, write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It, at gmail.com, and give us a review. Uh, I am on Twitter, at William Scurry. I am on YouTube, which isn't really social media, but it's a portfolio nonetheless. YouTube.com slash AMCSer. Noah Tarna will tell you all about his commercial and capital exploits yes. starting now. The big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, the country's finest providers 
of deluxe uh, corporate and private trivia events uh, this fall. Fall, we're back on the public events. We're doing a bunch of uh, themed uh, game shows in New York at QED Astoria, a fine, fine venue. Uh, starting, I guess, this week, October 2nd, the DC versus Marvel edition for New York Comic Con coming up. Halloween quiz show, Disney quiz show, and uh, Star Wars themed all coming this fall. And then we're starting October 16th in here in San Francisco, hosted by me, at least some of the time, uh, the brand new deluxe Salesforce Park, beautiful elevated park. A bunch of uh, open to the public free admission trivia events. Learn more at bigquizthing.com and uh, also on social media, bigquizthing, etc., etc. So uh, until a future time, as when Starbucks releases, for some reason, an unsweetened kabocha squash latte, unrealistic <laughs> as that may sound, we do not get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2019.